Hello and welcome to the Optional Podcast, episode number 177 for the week of September 2nd, 2019. The Optional Podcast is a show all about the latest in video games and entertainment recorded each week from New York City and bounce around cables and satellites all around the world. Some science shit, man. And right into your listening device of choice. As always, I'm Paul Tamayo and I'm here with my co-host, Cam Brewster. Headphones are weird. A little weird, right? They're weird. Yeah. Like, but- how can... I, I don't understand metals. I, I still get, like, amazed by the fact that if I press a button, yeah. something happens immediately. Yeah. I don't know Wizardry. Yeah, it I don't had know to be alien technology. Oh, yeah, yeah. We must have stumbled upon something. Come on, man. Headphones? 80s. How does it work? Bluetooth headphones? Uh, one of the tall grays had, like, a Bose set. And he was just like, yo, copy that. He had a pair of Beats. He was like, listen, I came to you, Dr. Dre, with this knowledge. Yeah, dude. What's good, man? Welcome back from your uh, very er- well-earned vacation. Yeah, man. I had a, a nice little trip uh, out to the West Coast, California, Northern California. All right. All right. Uh, I got scolded for saying San Fran. Oh, yeah. You don't they, say they that. They don't play that, apparently. Even SF, I think they get mad about Bro, shut the fuck Chill out. Shut, the fuck shut your San Fran ass Shut your mellow asses up. <laughs> um, yeah, ass no, but I had, a, I had a great time. The only weird thing I will say about uh, SF San Francisco, uh, yay area. Yay! I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds good. <laughs> it sounds good enough. Um, is that they don't have, like, a fashion culture, really. Yeah, I guess so. It's really bizarre like they don't like i went to a couple of sneaker stores out there just to see like you know what the local shops were like and it was very like run-of-the-mill shit but like even outside of that there was nothing not huh. like people didn't have any like real cool shoes it was like kind of swagless <laughs> it was weird that they didn't have any like i don't know like fashion kind of like people even like you know like regular people yeah, like just civilians. Like, civilians weren't wearing any like. <laughs> Where's the C's? Sw- there was no swagger. Wow, SF San Fran swaggerless San Fran. Wow, that's that's disappointing to hear. I mean, nah, I guess- it, it was it was. I don't know if like maybe I didn't explore enough, but it was just like there was not a lot of like style. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I mean, you're you're coming from New York, where it's like every other. No, person but has like even distinct- like LA has a there's a there's a vibe there. There's a there's that's a true. sneaker culture there, and it's like. It's just weird. It was none of that, like, kind of urban stuff is what I'm saying. Oh, like, gotcha, I got you. Yeah, that's interesting. There's not a lot of streetwear, I should that's say. That's weird. That is weird. People had their own styles, of course, but I mean, like, streetwear-wise. Yeah, there was yeah. none. There was no that. And I went to a lot of different neighborhoods, man. Yeah. But it, it was cool, man. It was a great trip. It I got, looked good. I got to go north of San Fran, which was cool. We got to go to the mountains. Ugh. Um, I got to hang out woods. in San Jose. That, that, yeah, that was, like, right outside of San Jose. It was really dope. Man. I want to go back. I can't wait. That's awesome, man. A week was too short. So, it was so a time. L.A. versus San Fran. I, li- I like the West Coast, period. Uh, sorry for popping my peas, but <laughs> I like the West Coast, period. But uh, I don't know. I, I kind of fell in love with the uh, the north northern part from what I saw, you know? Also, yeah. I had on vacation goggles. so That's true. That's true. That yeah, does, yeah. like... That does it really influence. Skew, yeah. You're like, wow. Because I, I do. I like L.A. a lot. It's just yeah. that, like... I feel like driving is just a little bit better in Northern California. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's just as much traffic. It's just that the way yeah. it's presented to you. I think also that climate is more my speed, too. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like dry and it's cold yeah, and it's hot dude. at the same time. And you get some fog. You get some fog. Uh, the fog's name is Carl. Oh, okay. Nah. 
It's not okay. <laughs> Y'all need to chill with that shit. That is kind of weird. Weird. Why for, Why Carl? Now, we did look it up. Me and Nate looked it up. Shout out to homie Nate. Hey, shout out to Nate. Um, Yeah, we looked it up, and it was, like, from a movie. But, like, that was only, like, 20 years old. So that's I'm like, weird. The you, fog's you, been there, though. You're just going to stick with that, huh? <laughs> Uh, that's cool though, man. Yeah, I, I mean, I went years ago, mm-hmm. and I, we kind of just stayed in San Francisco. Uh, we didn't really explore much of like north or whatever, and like do, do that, do our due diligence in that sense. But uh, yeah, it's a cool city, man. And I think it like people. I mean, there's definitely like the, the you can sense the tech bubble presence there. Oh yeah, it's like everywhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they don't try to hide it at all. No, yeah. But uh, it's a it's a dope city, man. And I, I've, I've heard good things about like you know. The Bay Area in general. So. Yeah, the Bay is cool. Um, Oakland was cool. It was different. Not what I was expecting, but it was, it was cool. Like, to get to, just to see it, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish I can get to explore. Maybe if anybody knows anybody from Oakland that can show me around next time I go, that will be dope. Word. Um, but, yeah, man, I'm back, and uh, I've been playing video games. Uh, video games? I've heard of those. Well, I've been playing video game uh, for the week that I've uh, been away. Yeah, which one? I downloaded um, this game called Forager. Oh, um, it's such a good game. Yeah, it's dope. Sorry, I'm blowing my nose. No, it's okay. Um, and uh, I guess it had been out for PC for a little while this year, um, and it recently just came out on Switch. It's perfect for the Switch. It's perfect game for the Switch. Um, it controls really well. So basically, it's in it's an open world uh, like adventure game, and you play as this little dude, and um, the game basically just lets you go. Like, it just doesn't really tell you anything, which I think is genius, because it gives you, like, a menu, and it says, build a furnace. Yeah, yeah, And then you're like, like, all right, how do I build a furnace? I have a pickaxe. Yeah. Maybe I'll just, like, start pickaxing these trees and these rocks and see what happens. And you get these materials, and then, sure enough, the furnace will pop up, because you have enough materials now. You build a furnace. Now, the furnace can make other things, so it's like, I'll put these... uh, iron in here and it'll make coal or whatever you know like it just builds out but it doesn't tell you anything right which i love and that's interesting it's a very good tutorial like i haven't played a tutorial where i was like immediately it just very intuitive and it just gets you going like yeah because because like the, when you unlock from what i remember i played it on the pc a yeah. long time ago but from what i remember like when you do the furnace you just get new options in your menu so yeah. it's up to you to just like figure it out yeah it's just figure it out and it's like well now, now, like, and then it has like a skill tree. So every time you like level up by um, building new things, or like just mining, um, or killing uh, objects, so there's little enemies along the way, and you can make swords and stuff. But there's a skill tree that you can use those points uh, every time you level up to put towards. So you like unlock a new skill, and then so it'll be like, all right, well, um, now the furnace uh, builds stuff two times faster, and you put that in. Now like more skills pop up, and you're like, oh shit, now. You're looking at the skill, and you're like, oh, you can do this, this, and this. So, like, I can build weapons now. I can build iron weapons. I can build gold yeah. weapons. I can um, bake bread now. Like, it's weird. And you're like, how do I break? How do I even get bread? Yeah, yeah. And you're like, all right, I'll put it off to the side. And then next thing you know, there's wheat growing. Yeah, wheat, bro. Yeah, there's yeah. like, oh, now there's wheat. But how do I turn it into bread? And then down the line, you'll see an icon for making a mill, like a, a little windmill that yeah. can, you know. Oh. Make, make flour and then you're like oh shit and it's just it's just like that and it's very addicting because you're always doing something it also starts off like in, on islands right right okay yeah so that's the other component to it so you um get to make money or you collect money um by just doing random things or selling stuff and you can put that money towards buying the surrounding islands so they have like spaces 
um, you just start off on a little square island, and then um, to the north, south, east, or west, you can either buy, and it'll tell you how much each um, island will cost. Yeah. And it's randomly generated, I guess. And you put it down, you buy it, and maybe there's um, a cave there. Or maybe there's a puzzle there, and you're like, what is this place? And the same things you can do. So you can, like, plant crops there. You can still kill enemies. You can collect bugs. And uh, you can do these um, different things on these islands. And you kind of make it your home. Like, you're just building this thing, and you're yeah. foraging. And it's amazing. It's just the cutest little game. Oh, it's so good. It's really cool. The dungeons are really cool. The puzzles are, like, decent. And, like, I don't know. It's just very well put together. You can just yeah. tell people, like, they just understood... Like, this is, like, the game. game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gaming the game, you know? Yeah. It yeah. teaches you very, like, basic skills about gaming, but, like, in a very smart way, uh-huh. I think. I think uh, a lot of people, different um, people who are into different types of games will enjoy this game, you know? Yeah, it definitely, like, reminds you of the progression you get when you're playing something like Minecraft, where you're like, yeah, oh, wow, yeah, like, yeah. It, it's, it starts off really, like, it's, it's, it can kind of be frustrating in, in a way, but like then the moment you start unlocking things, you're like, oh my god, I've, I'm a genius. Yeah, yeah, I love. Yeah, that no, it stuff. is. It's really cool because you're like, how do I get leather? I yeah, like, I don't know how to get leather, and then out of nowhere, uh, a cow will just be on one of your islands. <laughs> you're like, oh, you're now like, I know how to well, get. Now leather. I gotta kill that motherfucker. <laughs> um, and then you go kill him, and then a little piece of leather drops. There you go. And then you're like using that to build new backpacks to get more space. Or oh, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it's just one of those games that like it's a lot of busy work, and you know that's our shit. So, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm really into that aspect of it. Just like just doing the chores, and um, it definitely it took like I played for pretty much five hours straight on the plane. Damn, yeah. that's a perfect playing. It game. is a great playing game because you're just constantly doing stuff, and this game doesn't kill your battery at all. Um, which is phenomenal. I don't know. I'm just like enjoying the hell out of it, and I'm nice. surprised that like um, it didn't come out for Switch like right off the jump. <laughs> yeah. Oh shoot, that was hot. Yeah, I feel like that kind of for me at least uh, from a perception standpoint. I remember like when I first it was the same thing happened with um, Moonlighter. Where right. I first played it on PC, and I was like, man, I wish it would have came out on P- on Switch as well. And I think the staggered releases, in my opinion, kind of hurt it. Yeah. In some ways, you could you, you could argue like, oh playing it up front and you you know you planted it in your head like for you you know down the road i'll get it on switch but i think the impulse buy aspect is way stronger if they both come out at the same time yeah and maybe you play it, a demo on pc and you're like oh this would be a better switch game but yeah forager is such a slept on game that like man i had a really good time but it makes me want to actually kind of get back into that game i definitely like uh want to just keep uh playing and just see what happens man like i'm sure there's like an ending but i haven't gotten there yet but that's dope man. i'm probably like 10, 15 hours in. Okay, cool. Right. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that game getting too long. No. But I, 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 it would be a nice surprise if it, if it did get kind of weird and like next thing you know, you're like 80 hours in. Yeah, weird. Um, all right, cool. Yeah, that's dope. So I, I've been playing sort of a similar game in, in that vein. I don't think I talked about it last time. I don't know if I was able to, but uh, there's a game that came out um, in early access called Ancestors, and it's by the, the, the person who originally created... Um, the Assassin's Creed series. So he's got, you know, he's got some pedigree. He's got some 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 bangers under his belt for mm-hmm. sure. He's got like a, a brain uh, made for games. And Ancestors. I'm not sure if, if you've heard of Ancestors, but I have. Yeah, it's it's an open world Weird survival ask. game basically that kind of uh, aims to simulate to a degree what it must have been like for you know our our ancestors to evolve to a place where they got to you know the you know, to, to, to be who we are today. But I don't think it gets that far. I think, I think Steven told me that like it gets to the missing link or something. Yeah. Before we discovered fire, for mm. example. 
so you start off as like a, a, I mean, like, I don't even think it's like, it's, I don't know, I don't know what species it is and I'm not going to sound it's just an ape. Yeah. You're like an ape basically. Yeah. And but you start off as a baby and, and, uh, the person that you were with who was taking care of you, they, they get killed and you have to like, go, you know, you go and you hide somewhere and then it sort of, um, teleports you into the body of another ape. And then it's up to you to go find that baby that you just were, mm. pick them up. And then the basic crux of the game uh, is you walking around and inspecting things, learning about them, and then you and finding new ways to learn how to use these tools, but also learn what to eat, what's healthy, what's not, uh, what can sort of heal you if you're bleeding. It's a it's a pure survival game in like in like the purest sense. But you do these things by um, uh, sort of analyzing your surroundings. So you. I think with the Y button, I think that's your intelligence. I think it also mimics like the parts of your body, which I didn't understand until Stephen pointed out. We had a video that went up on the site. Uh, check it out if you're curious about this game. And it's, so you like it's your intelligence button, or whatever. So you scan the area and you're like you're like looking at things and you can mark things on the map that you want to go investigate. Yeah. X is your senses, so it'll be like your smell, your hearing. You can isolate like where there might be predators in the in the grass or where there might be snakes or whatever. Um, and I think I forget A is just the stands like your legs so you, you can stand up to get a better view of something or whatever and uh, I forget what the hell B was <laughs> but um, yeah basically you're just like walking around from. but the game at the, at the very start of the game it tells you like yeah this is like you know millions of years in the past uh, and the game is not going to go out of its way at all to help you like we're not going to help you at all I think it, it literally says that in the opening screen and that is kind of the main point of the game is for you to stumble you know you get attacked by a boar and you're bleeding and then you have to like climb up into the trees and the game doesn't tell you how to heal yourself so you're like all right how do i stop the bleeding or you eat a mushroom and you're poisoned how do i get this out of my system so it's you going to a to a, you know like light spoilers but it's you going to like a little river you know you drink some water it kind of flushes it out of your system or if you're bleeding for example you like find something in the trees that will help you mm-hmm. you know heal it patch yourself up and the game in, uh, like around every corner fights you and it, it makes you want to kind of rip your hair out and like in, in ways that you're like man and that's the point the point is to like keep failing and in mm-hmm. some cases you die and then you like teleport yourself into the body of another ape mm-hmm. and if you run out of people in your in your little like um like pack or whatever then uh the you start over basically from the beginning so like that baby that you originally rescued over they'll find somewhere else to hide and then someone else will find you from another group um and then the, you know it, it sort of continues in that way the cool thing is is like you know of course it's 2019 there's a skill tree in this game so you open up the skill tree menu and you're unlocking abilities like things that once took you a while to do like scanning things individually will now sort of you can scan the area mm. and, and get multiple things at once like so it kind of like makes uh things easier over time can i uh can i ask you if so like if you are an ape and you pay play maybe like two hours with that one ape and then you get sick and die you get transported to another ape do you start fresh or is it like do you get that skill those skills that you already learned i think you retain the skills okay and and there are there are ways to so it's like tribal learning whatever. yeah yeah gotcha. yeah and and you can even like so the important part of it too that i didn't realize until steven pointed it out to me was that you have to have the babies with you like mm. on your chest and on your back while you do things so that i guess they're learning as well smart um and uh eventually you can get to a place where you can choose like if you feel like you've kind of done enough you can choose to like evolve or, or at least like get to or at least um uh get to the next generation or whatever so the the baby that you saved eventually becomes the adult and then you have new babies in the, in the group 
And you can keep doing that as you move forward. And you can retain skills that you've unlocked for the next generation. So they kind of like literally get passed down generation. So it's like there's a lot of like really brilliant stuff in the game. But as a game, it's really rough. Like it's not fun. It, for, looks, it looks not. Oh man! Even the movement sometimes, like it's very Assassin's Creed in the way that you like you hold A to run, and then mm-hmm. like he automatically climbs things and swings off things. If you jump, you hold A. Like you you have to pray that he latches onto a branch or whatever. So there are moments where you're like, man, you, you're trying to run away from like a, a a lion or whatever, or one of the big cats, and you're like grabbing onto rocks that are jutting from the ground, or like you're grabbing onto the base of a tree when you didn't mean to. So it's like really frustrating. Uh, Luke actually uh, on the site put up a review and kind of like didn't really enjoy it and he spent tons of time with it and I only spent a couple of hours with it and I wasn't really enjoying it but seeing uh, Steven play it and show me these things about the game I could see him teasing out the way more interesting aspects of it but in its current state for me I was like this is kind of a pass because I'd rather put my time into other things that are like just immediately front up front do you think this game can benefit from um, like a, sl- a light tutorial I think so or do you think this was intentional so you can have interactions like you and Steven had it's, it's where it's like yo did you do this yeah did you know this yeah like because i think that could also be cool if it was intentional you know like yeah we want this to be a community game because it's like that is the tribal kind of learning it's like this that, weird yeah that's actually a great point I, I think it's i think it's definitely intentional like, i think he's i think he uh he, he's even said it in a couple of interviews that like yeah like the point is to struggle with it and then you know when you make those discoveries they do feel really cool mm-hmm. like when i figured out how to stop the bleeding i was like oh shit that's awesome um but I do think that it definitely benefits. I mean, I think now, especially, like, if you were to play it now, you have online resources to check and, and read up on them. But when we were playing them, we were just, like, talking yeah. to each other. Like, how the fuck do you do this? Um, so, yeah, I, I think it would benefit from, like, a lighter or at least a more aggressive, like, hand-holdy nature to it. But I do think it would kind of rob it from a little bit of the the actual intent. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I, I, so, like, when I first played, even at, playing the few hours that I played of it, I originally came away from it like, yeah, I'll play this when it's like, you know, when the game itself evolves down the road to like something a little stronger that I could like justify pouring the time into it. And I'm actually glad I I chose that route because after reading Luke's review, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm glad I decided to not stick with this game because like, I don't know, I I think it could be something special and something really important. But as as it is right now, I think it's a really solid idea, but I don't think it's like quite there yet. Because I mean, it's a game for me, at least it needs to have some sort of uh, fun factor in it like if it if because then you lose me you know what I mean right. like you, you kind of lose me over time and I'm like I'm looking at you know control in the corner of my eye I'm like oh I'd rather kind of play that right can't now can't wait to get to that yeah 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 so I mean besides that I also played another extremely difficult game for other reasons called Creature in the Well which I was super That's excited pinball about. game right yeah yeah so it's a really cool idea it's, it's a it's a mashup of a dungeon crawler and a pinball game so you are um you are basically controlling this robot called Bot C who wakes up during a sandstorm and you're trying to like restore power to this giant facility uh, that has been sort of abandoned and taken over by this giant creature in the well, uh, the titular name. And, um, excuse me, in the process, you're going from room to room. You are, excuse me, sorry, I'm stuck on these, stuck on my mask here. Um, I've got a hospital mask on. Yeah, I'm super congested today. Sorry, <laughs> sorry for the listeners, but um, yeah, you are 
so then each room itself is like a tiny little section of a larger pinball machine. So you're mm. like each room itself it can be uh, a mixture of like you know fighting different uh, turrets and cannons and like bumpers. Some are just like pure bumper like giveaway gimme things. Other ones are a little bit more intricate where like they're moving parts that can kill you with like triple mines. It basically uh, feels like um, a mixture of like baseball pinball racquetball hockey sometimes because you're, yeah. you're trying to protect the ball from going behind you so that it doesn't trip some bumpers that'll reset a puzzle or you're like you know fighting the the, the creature eventually in each of the dungeons i think there's eight total um in, in in the dungeons you're going and uh you know you're unlocking the rooms one by one until you finally uh, are able to encounter the creature and you fight him and it's a mixture of like fighting him but also dodging his his attacks that are usually projectiles and you're like you know hitting a ball so i I failed to mention too like right at the top of the game um you have the ability to um swing like a bat or like a a strike a strike i think it's called a strike item or something like that and they they come in all different forms it's like a pipe a pen a bat and then you have a charge item which can be like a sword or uh, there's like a key there's like a fan blade or whatever they all have different properties so like the fan blade one if you hold it down when there's a ball in your like in your area you'll charge it up and you'll like you'll suck it up and you can tee it up in front of you so you can hit it but sometimes those balls when they'll 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 go over like a specific enemy's um projectile or whatever they'll they'll convert to like a um uh like a projectile that'll harm you so if you have the fan blade equipped you can absorb that energy and then convert it into health for you, which is really, really helpful. Um, so they all have different properties and they're all really useful. One strike weapon, for example, as soon as I unlocked it, it kind of like made the game so much easier. When you hit one ball, it breaks off into three. And then it like... Excuse me. Keeping this all in there for the listener. Yeah, fuck it. I gotta <laughs> know the pain. Um, Get you this content. When uh, when you hit the ball, it breaks off into three balls. But then those those two extra balls, they'll disappear. They don't bounce back, but the original one does come back. Gotcha. So it's really helpful for, like, getting those sort of, like, Contra-style, like, blasts towards enemies that you know you're not going to miss. Um, and, I, I like, I started off, like, really, really enjoying it. Like, it was such a – it has a, such a cool art style, like a really comic book-style art style. I was playing it on my Switch. And uh, I like the story. The story was vague enough that I could follow it. And it's, it's not anything too complicated – and the character I thought was really cute and endearing, like the, the creatures in the world I thought were cool. And uh, but then I started encountering like moments. So like eventually you'll unlock the dungeons like multiple at a time, and you can go at them in any order. And I went to one in particular that was like extremely difficult. <laughs> and I and like each dungeon is is difficult in its own right. right. But this game sometimes I've, I I did I did a whole video about it about how it's like I think I named it like it's a sadistic mix of uh, dungeon crawling and pinball or something like that. And um, I stand by that. It's it's super difficult to the point where I like there. I had a couple questions and I like emailed the developer like, "Hey, how do I do this? Or am I doing this right?" And they were like, to their credit, they were like pretty chill about it. They like gave me a couple like helpful hints and stuff because I really wanted to like I wanted to love to this game and I and I and like I want to be fair. Like I do really like this game, but in the video I also say like just be warned. It's very difficult to the to the point where like there were some rooms with puzzles that like when you failed them the punishment for failing felt like extra cruel where you're like oh man i gotta do this all over again like really even when you die before you get to the boss 
um, it, this isn't too difficult, but it was more of like an annoyance than anything where you like, you have to, you start off outside, you heal back up and you run back into the dungeon and you have to like go through each room again to get to where you, to where you died. And, um, you know, each room is already unlocked. You don't have to, do, you don't have to do the puzzles again, but still the, like the, the little, like, you know, 30 seconds it takes to get back to where you are. Isn't that big of a deal? So it's like a rogue. Yeah. yeah. But when you're doing it like for the ninth time, you're like, oh God, like, yeah, like it's easy to just put it down and move on to something yeah. else, which I, which I did a couple of times actually. And there were in the, in the discord too, I was like kind of voicing my frustrations live. Like I, everyone got a chance to like see my, my sort of thought process live as it I happened. I love this. Yeah. I was like, this game. <laughs> yeah, 100%. I was like, oh, man, this game rules. And then I was like, wait a minute, this game is really hard. And then, um, I decided to like leave that dungeon I was having a hard time with. I went to another one and I got some items and it, that made it a lot easier to, to tackle the, the one I was having pro- problems with. It was still really hard, but um, I'd picked up some new things on, along the way that made it easier. But um, yeah, I, I feel like if you, I, I still think it's really cool. I think it's a really cool concept and I actually really wound up enjoying the game, but even the final boss battle, battles were like, oh my God, this is super yeah. like difficult. And um you know, I, I equated it to like Sekiro or like uh, Celeste, which are two games that I really, really love. Um, but in this game, sometimes it felt like the... What is this on again? Uh, it's on Switch, Xbox One, and PC. What are you playing? Switch. Okay. And, um, How's the controls? It's pretty good. I, I didn't love playing it with the Joy-Cons because I feel like the, the range of like angle in which you could move mm. the left thumbstick wasn't as you know wide as the Pro Controller, which felt great. But it, it never like, it never felt... Um, you know, yeah. distracting or anything. But I, I really like the game. I do think though that like, it comes with a, a really strong warning that like, hey, if you're if you're not really into that kind of thing, then it's probably gonna kick your ass. You and want to skip it? Yeah, maybe get it on sale or something one day. Yeah, but like, but, or if you're up to the challenge, like, fuck it, go for it. Um, Sorry for the rumbling. That's all good. And then uh, then I started playing Control. Ooh, that's yeah. what I want to hear about the, the new game from Remedy because uh, I've been hearing nothing but great things about it from like you know on Twitter and, and on the site even like Ethan had a really good review on on Kotaku for uh, for Control, I must say Creature, and uh, man, it's really fucking cool. I mean, to, to be fair though, I only played it on like I think it was Thursday night or, or Friday night, yeah. and then I was away for the weekend. I was like back home visiting my family and stuff, so I only I'm only like two or three hours in. But I, con- I made the conscious decision to buy it on my PC because I heard that console uh, versions of the game were having like performance issues. Yeah, I heard that like the base level consoles are just not the way to go. It's definitely like a next gen game. It just happens to be on like current gen consoles. Because even like on my PC, I was joking about it in the Discord. Even on my PC, like when you hit like you know default settings, like because the game games will usually be like. Oh, based on your based on your hardware, like we recommend you play on ultra. And I'm always like, all right, cool. I got yeah. I got a beast. But this is the first time a game was like, you you gonna play it on medium? <laughs> you gonna sit your you ass gonna down? You gonna take this fucking default? Yeah. <laughs> you gonna take this low shadow quality? <laughs> you gonna watch this shit? Yeah, get this Reggie? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I um I still want to tweak with the settings a bit because I think Mo was telling me that he tweaked with it a little bit and was able to bump up a couple things. So I might want to do that here and there. But I also made the decision to not play mouse and keyboard because I feel like. Um, it felt pretty good on mouse and keyboard, but uh, I don't know, man. I think like I'm, I'm slowly becoming. It's gonna sound blasphemous, but like I just like playing games with a controller in my hand, and I think that like don't judge me. Uh, God's working on all of us, bro. Uh, it feels good. I mean, fuck them nerds in your DMs. <laughs> yeah, whatever is more comfortable. Yeah, I mean, even like when I was playing Apex, I was like, man, I'm gonna play this on a controller, and I, I was just playing on a controller, and I would. So here's the thing: is like. In Battlefield, it's weird. I have like it, it's a case by case basis. Right. But Battlefield Five, I'm, I'm a beast on mouse and keyboard. But 
with uh, Apex, for whatever reason, the controller, I was way better. I was way more effective. So it's like, do you want me to, you know, play with a mouse and keyboard or do you want me to be good? Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so in this case with control, I was like, yeah, let me, let me just stick with the controller. And, if, and it felt really good. Um, wow. That was, there's I, some bars, bars in there. In there. Yeah, I, saw, I heard it. I was, it. was like, no, me, <laughs> I thought about it. I was let like, me finish, shit, yeah. let me finish that thought. Um, but yeah, so I mean, by now I'm sure everyone's heard about this game or even beaten it. So a couple, couple people in the Discord have beaten it by now. One second, sorry. I'm going to be gross. Cam only knows what's happening right now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I know a couple people have beaten it in the, in the Discord. And um, so it's, it's basically like it's a third-person shooter with some really cool like Metroid-style elements to it where you're like exploring this really cool brutalist design of an office, like a giant federal office building. Um, with really interesting, like cyber—not cyberpunk, but like sci-fi—you um, know, mm-hmm. scenery and things happening that are like you know very supernatural. And like, there's even like things you come across where you collect videos, and they're like live-action actors talking to the camera. So it's a really cool. Uh, it almost feels like a Twilight Zone episode mixed in with like a Max Payne. Mixed in with some X Files or some shit. Yeah, mixed in with X Files and like yeah, exactly. Like it, it hits that tone so well. And um, the shooting feels, I mean, it's, it's incredible. You have a mixture of, like, these, you know, psychic abilities where you can, like, you know, shoot shit at people. Like, you can grab a fire hydrant or whatever and, like, chuck it at somebody. It looks incredible. And it plays with the world and geometry in ways that were, like, I'm just now hit, like, scratching the surface. But there are moments that kind of remind you of, like, that eternal darkness type shit where you're like it's playing with like fucking with me yeah like you you hit a light switch or whatever and then you're like in another place like you're in a hotel or some shit like it's fucking weird actually i think heather made the the connection to like have you played max Payne one and two i I played uh i own uh, i own two i played one though okay like yeah i forget which one it was that has like the baby the crying level where you're like walking along that like blood red line or that red blood line that's probably one it might be one. Yeah. It might be one. But like that game had moments. I remember where, two a lot. But yeah, I think they both had some sort of like weird elements to them. But I remember there was one level where you're like walking in the dark and you're like walking along this bloodline and you're like it's really trippy. Like it's clearly like his dreams or his nightmares or whatever. And that's this game, but like it's happening. It's like yeah. happening around you, and um, it's got a really compelling narrative so far from what I can tell. Um, but again, I haven't gotten that far into it, but like, I've been hearing people in the, in the discord too talk about how difficult to get, which I'm not, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to after having talked about, and you can't fuck around with difficulty. Uh, I think you can, I, I, from what I remember, I think you can, but, um, yeah, and if it gets there, just bump that bitch down. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, I'm not bump that shit, that shit down. And when the credits go up, just bump it back up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Get the credit, <laughs> get, that. get the credit for all that shit. Get that achievement. Um, no, but so far it's really good. I mean, and, and it looks gorgeous. Like yeah, I mean, even lo- on the medium settings or whatever that I'm playing it on, it's like, it runs at a solid 60 for me at least thankfully yeah and it, it looks really really good um let me tell you like yeah. this game was like on my like not even on my radar but it was on my like do not playlist oh really because i don't really care for their games that much uh, um like i liked alan wake like i didn't play alan wake i, I like that game and then i like max Payne, of course but like uh what was the one in between this one the last one they did it was definitely this gen um you know what I'm talking about? It had like the guy who was in um, Quantum Break. Quantum Break. Yeah, it had the guy Kathleen Tully, that guy <laughs> uh, from Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that just didn't little do it. Yeah, little fingers. Um, <laughs> that didn't really do it for me. So I was just like, nah, I'm good. And it yeah. looked this. It looks very similar. It looks super similar. Yeah. So I was like, eh, I'm good, man. I'm yeah. good. 
Yeah, I, I was on the fe- I was like kind of on the fence too. Like before it came out, I was like, oh, if it's good, maybe I'll check it out like on sale one day. I was very surprised at the reviews, man. Yeah, like, me too. What? Yeah. Everybody, everybody loves this game. When I when I so the first one I saw was Ethan's review, and I was like, oh shit, this is good. Like this is like, is it this good? And then everyone started coming out when it was like ten out of ten, nine out of ten, all that shit. Yeah. I was like, damn. I was listening to uh, Rob Zachney from Waypoint. Uh, he was talking about it, and I was like, "All right, you're selling this." Yeah, <laughs> Rob selling... Zachney, the God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's just selling it to me. I was like, "Damn, man." Yeah, man. I was wrong. Sorry, Remedy. <laughs> no, man. It's definitely them, like back, like with a vengeance. Yeah, that's cool. And I'm I'll, glad and, they got a hit. And I've even been watching, like, I mean, I, I love watching the like digital foundry videos. Oh, yeah. Even though I'm, I'll never have that gear that they're like, they're like, yeah, we're running on like 2080 with fucking. It looks so good. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my word! It looks so good. <laughs> he sounds like um, what's the dude? Uh, Robin Leach. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 up close personal. People? Yeah, yeah. Um, no, yes. Imagine they have that. Like they just like the mo- <laughs> the most expensive rigs. Um, yeah, no. So I-, I was watching the ones like the ray tracing and shit, and yeah. I was like, yo. I mean, ray tracing you hear it all the time. It's like this buzzword. Like it's the- it's definitely this generation's like blast processing. But wait until like the plebes get ray tracing. <sighs> You you are gonna be talking about it too because it's like a game changer. It, it really is. Remember we watched that video of like they were doing ray tracing in uh, Minecraft? Minecraft. Yo, oh. come on, man. Even even my dryer. <laughs> the dryer was bro. like yes. It was like yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I was, so I was watching the. Um, I was watching the control video where they were breaking it down. They're yeah. like, yeah, like the way the color like influences the the objects around it and the and the reflection. It's, it's more than just the reflections. It's like right. even uh, there's a moment where they showed like a little intercom thing on the wall, and you could see her reflection in the tiny screen. And there was like the the coffee pot. You could see the reflection of the newspaper, and you could read the newspaper. I was like, yo, this is incredible. I don't understand. Like again, I don't understand metals and like yeah, science yeah, yeah. shit. Like how do people? How are people designing this thing that can be <laughs> implemented into different games and working? Yeah, similarly, you it's know? wild, man. It's not like they're doing individual assets. They're like. It just kind of like does it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and there's like ones and zeros. Like, how the f- how is this happening? How's it figuring it out? My God, we're man. gonna definitely we're definitely in a simulation. It's gonna happen, man. Oh yeah, well, one day I'm gonna find like the it's gonna fuck up, and I'm gonna yeah. see the reflection fuck up. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, I knew it. They're yeah. gonna fucking yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's it, but yeah, control so far from what I can, I want to play some more tonight, so I can like hopefully keep chipping away at cool, it. But cool, cool. I'm loving that game. Um, and then I, then uh, I got a code. Shout out to Jason. I got a code from uh. Because uh, we we were talking about like coverage for Final Fantasy VIII, which we got codes from Square, and I was like, I I know I think Tim he's leading coverage on Final Fantasy because he's the Final Fantasy guy in the yeah, office. He sounds like the good guy. That yeah, would yeah, run he's that. definitely that's his beat, <laughs> and I you know whatever. So I was like, oh, um, he threw it out like, hey, who would want codes or whatever? And I was like, oh, if it, there's one floating around, I'll take one because I because because Final Fantasy VIII was the first Final Fantasy that I'd ever gotten as a gift that's when awesome. I was a kid. So I have this relationship to it. I, I think it came out when I was, I think I was turning. Probably it came eight, out in 99. Eight or nine, yeah. Yeah. So, no, no. So I was like 10 or 11. Really? Yeah. It came out February 1999. I looked it up before. Oh, yeah. You're right. Because I'm thinking Final Fantasy VII. That's why. Yeah, yeah. So so I got it for my birthday. I didn't know how that. I never played a, an RPG before, at least like a Japanese RPG. And um, as a kid, I loved the the cinematics and I, the battles and stuff were cool. But like I never really got far into it because my brain just couldn't grasp the intricacies of like the card battling system or like how the hell to apply like i don't know like your gf's abilities to it was like it was too complex for me at the time so i never really finished it and um 
so this is like 20 years later me as like a you know more apt game player game player game liker um i so i have it on switch now i got it on switch and i've been playing it again and the, at least the first two hours two or three hours and this is like a recurring theme for me playing the first two or three hours of a game um it's really good i've actually having like a really good time with it that game is super underrated yeah um like just what it was doing in the background like the oh in, with God. their like in-game cinematics like fucking amazing like the way they would shit. transition into the cutscene yeah it was, like the cutscenes would just they, they would just like walk off screen i'm like wait hold up i thought it was still like yeah you could still like move around while yeah. shit was happening like what the hell is yeah, like, what kind it, of black it magic is really cool stuff going on in that game yeah so like um i'm still like doing the first few battles and stuff but even then like oh and thank god it has the same thing that the other final fantasy ports have had and this, this one feels like a way better uh remaster except even like the character models feel way better mm-hmm. they, they look sharper um but it has the uh the three times oh, speed I like that. so when you're battling you just hit it and you're just like it's super fast so you just go right through stuff especially if you're waiting for your thing to recharge and like it feels really solid the music is so good the cinematics still like they you know they look a little dated by now but they still look so cool it's, it's funny like this past weekend this labor day weekend i was at the beach yesterday and i was like you know on the shore like watching the waves come the the, the waves come in and I was like, oh man, this reminds me of Final Fantasy. VIII. I was like, this, I, I could hear the Cute choir in my head. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> um, no, yeah. So so far, I'm, I'm really, really liking it. Um, I definitely want to keep playing it, and hopefully, maybe I was thinking, I was thinking maybe even like streaming it, maybe doing some like you video should. capture, maybe doing something like more personal about like how my my journey. I, I, so I'm I'm already like envisioning having these epiphanies that I didn't have as a kid, and being like, oh whoa, like. Uh, it's really cool to revisit this game that I like. I loved as a kid, but I I, I definitely like butted up against like I you know I had some really huge hurdles that I couldn't get over just right. mentally. Um, so it's gonna be kind of cool to to really try to and I have more of an impotence here to like to um, to uh, finish this one than I do with nine because I have more of a history with it. So I'm like I really really want to try it out and, and finish it and and you know put another Final Fantasy hopefully under my uh, under my belt yeah but. That's Besides cool. that, when's it come out? Uh, I think it comes out this week. I think it comes out if you're listening to this on Tuesday. I think it's out now. Okay, I think cool. it comes out on Tuesday. But um, and then on Friday, like a fool, um, I went out to the city because I was like, I took a day off on Friday, and I met with my girlfriend in the city. We went to have lunch, um, actually in uh, in Madison Square Park. Except that's where we like kind of first started. Like when we were dating, we kind of like hung out there a lot, and then. Um, they have this like Sony experience thing, like in the like in the I guess the northeast or like I guess like in the east part of the park, like across the street from the park. And they had like rotating exhibits of stuff and like we were like, let's just go in there and we went in there and then we watched like this these people playing like a VR thing for like The Last Guardian. And I was like I, I for the past few weeks I've had this like this struggle and I'm I'm glad I have an outlet here on my show to talk about this. For the past few weeks I've been like watching all the coverage come come out for um, Switch Lite and I'm like oh it looks so cute but I keep thinking like damn like I don't need it like I don't need it as I want it I sure I, I definitely want it but I was like I don't need it yeah. I already have a perfectly fine working Switch it actually works better for what I need um, for a day to day capacity I think having a Switch Lite will complicate things if like you know I'm trying to transfer over a save or capture things right so i canceled my pre-order nice i still have the fucking micro sd card i might just give it to my girlfriend because i think she has like a 64 gig um and i was like yo you want to go to best buy and that usually means like i'm, I'm buying to, some shit i'm about to impulse buy the yeah. fuck out of something so i went and i bought an oculus rift s 
Hell yeah. Because that's another thing that I've been thinking about for a while now. Like, I've been talking about it on the show, on the Discord, of like something that I've been wanting to get for a while. I think last episode I was talking, yeah, about, talking about PSVR it. versus Oculus. And I, I went with the Oculus because it was like, I guess the one that it, it, it kind of hits the sweet spot price wise. Um, although I, I even have some problems with it so far that, I, that I'll get into. But one of the things I love about it is that you don't have to set up any sensors. So it has onboard cameras. I think I might have mentioned it last time. And um, I have mad room now in my living room, so I push shit out of the way. And it has cameras all over it, so you can see everything around you. It's like it's like you don't have them on. And using the controllers, you can just mark out the play space, like the play area. And then, of course, if you get close to it, the game will sort of put these like little inv- like invisible walls in front of you, so you can see them, or these little like you know, yeah, transparent walls. And um, it's really easy to set up. All you have to, all it is is the the the, dig- the DVI port. And then a USB, and that's it. You're you're good to go. That's that's nice. I like the. There's not a lot of like load bearing. Yeah. Fucking, it's lightweight. Yeah, yeah. Whoa! Get the fucking. Someone's... Drift Kings. Wow! Live on the show. That's wild. Someone's running from the cops. Yo, for real. That's definitely some. Even my cat came out like, "Yo, you heard that?" Um. So yeah, so I, I booted it up and it has like the, the intro thing that I've already seen before. Where like the little robot comes out and shows you all these different things. It looks really good. I definitely noticed the resolution improvement. Like it looks sharper. Nice. Like it's less, I mean, you still see the screen door shit, but it's like, it's less apparent than what I remember seeing it on, even on my friend's Vive, like years ago. Remember we went to my boy's house? Yeah, and like, yeah, yeah. Actually, he's been on the show, Stan. And uh, it looks a little sharper. It, 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 it you know, it, it's pretty comfortable from what I've, from what I've seen so far. And, um, but the, like the first few things I, I got into immediately was I bought Beat Saber. I played Beat Saber in the living room. Wow, 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 wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of like EDM type <laughs> shit, but it's mad fun. Like so, it, you know, I'm sure you've seen Beat Saber by now. It, I don't even have to explain much to you, but it's a rhythm game. These squares come toward these like cubes come to you. You have to like hit them with your lightsabers in time with the music. You have to like move your uh, your body from time to time to shift to avoid these walls. You have to duck sometimes, which is actually pretty annoying. Um, but it was really good. It felt amazing. And like just being in VR with the headphones, although here's the thing that I don't like about the Oculus Rift S so far is the headphone jack in the headset itself. The audio isn't great. So I think I might switch to the headphone jack directly oh, to my PC. Computer, yeah. It's going to be one more cable. Like that I, I might even just like wrap it onto it. Because my headphone cable that I have with this like Razer headset that I have is really long. So I think it won't be too much of an issue. But that's a kind of a bummer. I was like, oh, this kind of sucks. Because I even had it using my my uh noise canceling sony headphones that are like a that are beasts and it just um, wasn't hidden it 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 was fine but it was like it it sort of felt like you were you plugged in a nice headset into like the the fucking the jack and the the seat on the airplane airplane, yeah yeah yeah. so it it kind of feels cheap it sounds cheap so i'm gonna do some more experimenting with that but then i jumped into tetris effect of course um and i did like the demos that come with it and that, that that was cool whatever but tetris effect still incredible <laughs> even even more so on pc i was like holy shit i was blow, i was like losing my mind and then i jumped into no man's sky vr and no man's sky vr it actually worked i, I know they released a couple patches they, it started off a little rough like a little hiccupy to the point where i was like i need to stop i'm gonna puke oh no but uh but then it like leveled out it was fine it was smooth were you sitting no I was standing Ooh. Yeah, yeah yeah so i was like but you have to you just teleport everywhere and I was in the Nexus Hub space, and I was walking, but it, but it was crazy to just like look around, and I was like looking at the fucking the dude you have to talk to. I was like looking at him, like he's right in my face, yeah. and uh, and then getting into the spaceship, and then like there's a throttle because even if you play in first person, you can see the throttle and shit like yeah. in, that you would in VR. So you pull the throttle forward, and then you have the right 
your right hand is your joystick. So you're like, you're in space, you're like moving, like, you know, you're flying yeah. around, you're like looking around the cockpit and you can see the computers and stuff up close. Yo, it's fucking crazy. That's cool. And even like, you know, going into the planet and like, and it's obviously like a little more low res than it usually is. It's pretty noticeable sometimes, but, um, as much of a really cool experience as it was, I don't think I'm going to stick with it as like my main way to play it it's just like to show people like, yeah it's like really cool to shit. try yeah. every once in a while or maybe you know maybe i'll smoke and try it or whatever oh hell yeah i but, was just about to ask which i did which i definitely did yeah. that's, that's how i tetris effect was like oh my god beat saber <laughs> was blowing my mind but like um i have a rhythm that i like to have when i'm playing no man's sky and it's definitely like that like half of that like it's right. half as fast and i don't know how long i'll stick with it in that sense but it's really really cool so far i'm like really enjoying the vr headset I, again i got it on Friday and then I left on Saturday morning so I didn't really have too much time to spend with it. I just got back a few hours ago so I'm going to definitely pour some time into it tonight. But please, um, listeners, uh, tweet at me. Uh, let me know some Discord. In Discord too, give me some recommendations. I might even make a VR channel now because like, hey, I'm, I'm, one of, I'm one of them. Hit one of us. Um, send, me some, yeah, send me some recommendations. Not going to finally play Super Hot which I'm going to definitely get. Super Hot. Yeah, so it, it's been, a, it's been a, a crazy couple of weeks in terms of game stuff. But That's then, awesome. Uh, but speaking of which, um, we'll, talk, we'll talk about the, the, the three bigger stories this week. Um, Yakuza 7 was revealed, and it turns out it's a turn-based JRPG uh, for the PS4. Um, yeah, they, they uh, released like a trailer and some screenshots. Yeah, I saw. Did you, yeah, you got a chance to see it? It's fucking weird, man. Why are they being so weird? I'm all for it. Though. It might be dope. Like, yeah. That's the thing. Like That, that team is really good, so... Yeah, I have a lot of faith in them. And it's it's like a new character, a new storyline. Um, I'm really curious to see how that turn-based stuff works out. Because, again, like I said, I'm like kind of getting into more turn-based stuff as of late. Especially with things like, you know, like Fire Emblem and now Final Fantasy VIII. Like, revisiting some old JRPGs. I could see this becoming like a pretty cool direction for the for the for the series. And if not, you know, they always they always have a, an established formula they can fall back on, I feel like. Um this could be the weird experiment that, even if it doesn't work, uh, would be kind of cool to try. You know? Yeah, man. Um, it looks interesting. Yeah, for sure. And then our, our second story for the week, um, Telltale is being revived, basically, uh, quote-unquote, by some people that basically uh, bought the rights to uh, a lot of their properties. And they're, they're, it's, it's such a weird-ass story. Like, it, I mean, it sounds fucked up to say, but like, for a studio that made a game on the walking dead franchise, like the way that they seem to be like reanimating what telltale yeah. was in some ways. Like they're, they're bringing in former employees from what they claim as like freelancers. So weird, which is fucked up and very weird. Um, but it's, it's kind of messed up that they're like, yeah, we're bringing telltale back. But like, but the people that are bringing it back didn't work there. And the people that did work there are like, yeah, we didn't know about this. And, people that are going there are going to be freelancers but i don't know like they, they said they're going to have the rights to like things like walking dead and batman i believe and a couple of other uh are people still interested in this stuff? i don't know i mean my I think thing so. is like i feel like the time has <coughs> came and went for that thing especially like walking dead like at the time it hit perfect yeah comic book was at its peak the show was at its peak you know yeah um, and then the, like the other stuff like kind of was riding those coattails for a long time. I mean, they tell yeah. good stories. I'm not discrediting them in that way, but I just mean like 
if they're gonna re- re- revitalize this this um team studio. yeah yeah studio like i don't know i think they should just go in a different kind of direction yeah it's 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 really weird man if it, it feels like they kind of i don't know i i mean i liked the few games that i played from telltale yeah. like the walking dead games and i think i played um i played the fairytale one that was good oh yeah, yeah, yeah. what was that called the wolf, wolf, wolf among us, us yeah. yeah um so i don't know i mean like it's hard to be super super like excited about this news because it's like it's very i don't know it seems very strange but, uh, but I, I are these people reason. like excuse me um the people who are um going back as freelancers are they like begrud- begrudgingly going back uh, or is it like i don't know it's gotta feel weird right because you're like yeah i mean like if you haven't found work that's just, this is a great sure sure opportunity it sucks like it's like but i gotta do what i gotta do you know yeah if they're like offering you back like hey we would like you to come back but <sighs> Can you imagine you want your same job for like less pay and no benefits <sighs> man and that's like that's the bullshit right? that sucks dude but i mean hopefully it works out for everybody i mean I, I don't see how anybody could really get super excited about it but yeah it's cool it's, it's cool that i mean some work is being given out yeah for real you know? um this next story is, is a is a huge bummer uh for a variety of reasons yeah. but um, Alec Haloka, um, the one of the designers from um, Night in the Woods, passed away this weekend, uh, according to his sister on Twitter. And uh, the new, so I'm taking this from Kotaku. The news comes days after allegations began to circulate against Haloka, as multiple people accuse him of abusive behavior. And um, so, especially as of late, there's been a huge, um, you know. Uh, growing list of accusations towards certain developers, especially within the industry, sort of abusing their power and, um, you know, uh, sexually assaulting or even um, manipulating people. And uh, this past weekend, one of those people who got some of those uh, accusations, they passed away. Uh, I don't think it has, it's been clear, like, how, in which way they, they, they did, but, like, you know, you can sort of draw some sort of... Um, so you could take some sort of guess here and there, but yeah. um, it is—it's interesting because it comes in, like I said, in the wake of like the games industry at this moment, at this point in time, at least in the indie space for sure, and some in, in the in the bigger space, like the AAA space, uh, making accusations towards people that they say, that they claim have uh, you know sexually assaulted them or, or um, you know, taken advantage of their position and, and, and stuff like that. So. Yeah, because there, there was also another one against the Skyrim composer Jeremy Soule. Yeah. There was another one about uh, who who was it? The uh, oh, there was a, an Oculus Rift co-founder. Surprisingly enough, after talking about the the, the Rift earlier in the show, um, putting his hand up someone's skirt during a VR demo. So a lot of like bullshit, as usual, um, happening with men sort of abusing their power. And um, there seemed to be like this Me Too movement happening, especially within the within the game space. Um, it's it's interesting. Like there there's there are even more accusations that we that we haven't discussed yet, yeah. just because like there's still more information to be, you know, discussed and gathered before we could talk about it like on a more public platform like this. Because you know, out of respect for the victims and also uh, for you know time to do due diligence and have you know reporters dig up the facts for sure. But it's a it's a bummer, man. It's a, it's a huge huge bummer. The fact that like you know. I don't think 
anybody was hoping for this outcome, especially in the case of the developer from or the designer from uh, Night in the Woods. And it's unfortunate too that people are sort of taking advantage of this moment to say that so and so was responsible for his death in that way, which so I think stupid. is complete bullshit. Yeah. Uh, that kind of those kind of accusations in particular shouldn't be thrown at, especially at people who are are their victims. You know, like that's not how this shit works. Right. You know? um, but yeah, man, it's it's been a it's been a, a pretty heavy week for the game space, and uh, I hope to see. Uh, you know, I really hope to see people continuing to speak their truth to power and, you know, these people that have been pulling this shit for a long time, they, they've been doing so because of the fact that they have, they hold this, this kind of power and, and this sway over, over uh, careers, you know, like if they were to come forward, they could yeah. really do damage to their careers. It's just, it's wild that, um, there's just so much that like video games has to like work through, but it's just so many parallels from like other entertainment businesses totally. that they're like, you know, you don't expect, you know, in in this this uh, form of entertainment. But, but then, but it's like it's super unfortunate because you're like not surprised either. Not at all. Because right. yeah, man, it's fucking, it's it's it runs deep, man. It does run deep. Um, you know, I would have wanted like the truth to come out you know it's sad that you know somebody's dead but um yeah i mean like everybody just has to do better and like it is i know it's very hard for like victims to come forward because of shit like the aftermath of this where they get blamed for coming out and just speaking their truth um or you know what they think is their truth you know so it's just i don't know it's just very hard you just want to be there for people and you just want to do good shit. Yeah. And you know, if you're one of the, you know, if you feel like you're a good person, just keep doing what you're doing. And, uh, if you see bullshit, call it out. I think, you know, like I know it's hard, but I think it's better to call that shit out. Yeah. That, that old, that old sort of mentality of like, it's also like, cause like from (sighs) one of the stories I read last week, um, when I was on vacation, like I woke up and it was like, you know, there's a couple hours difference. So all the shit kind of hit late <laughs> yeah. um, or early, I should say. Um, it uh, they were talking about like other people knew about this stuff and people were just kind of like, oh, excusing it. And just being like, yo, that that's just how that person is. And it's just like, come on, man. Yeah. It's like, yo, you could you could stop this. Like, because you, you're a, a witness, you know. and Yeah. I think it's also extremely important too for like men in the room to, um, you know, if if like you said, if you see the shit and you know you can make some sort of difference or even um, play your part and 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 make sure that the that the right thing gets done, you know, like uh, to do so. Because I mean, I I like the reason I say like this shit runs deep is because like I mean I've seen it from people in, in my past, so like mm-hmm. people who have been like. You know, once you, especially with like men in particular, man. Like as soon as you get that ounce of power, um, you're always looking. Well, I mean, not you or me, but like no, no, like scrubs are always looking right. for ways to like abuse it, abuse that power, and see how they can leverage it against women in particular. And it's like it's super fucked up, man. And and I think you know, I'm super in awe of the the people coming forth here and you know, doing what they're what they're doing and and like man it's uh like you said like the entertainment industry definitely had had its movement it's still happening you know it's still ongoing um 
and I, I I think it sh- it should go without saying like do the right fucking thing don't be a don't be a scumbag like don't try to take advantage of people or or abuse your power or, or, or do this kind of shit because like you know this shouldn't be the reason why you don't do that you should you should be doing that off jump because you're like you're an empathetic human fucking being yeah um but at the same time I think it's equally disgusting for people to be utilizing this tragedy as a way to be like yeah this person is responsible for his death or whatever i think that's like complete bullshit um and uh yeah just like in general man just like do better like uh, like we always say just do better and if you see that shit call it out if you can if if there is way if there are ways for you to help if you know and you can and you can help do what you can but like just look out for each other be good be kind um because uh yeah man it's it's tough like i hate to have to continue talking about this but i think like we're going to have to and uh i think it's important it's extremely important i think yeah, it's important sure. especially if we want to make a change and like you know just have like a a better um community around it like yeah. shit is just doper when everybody feels comfortable Word. like everybody yeah you know just shit just feels dope yeah totally yeah man like and everyone should feel safe and they should feel comfortable and they shouldn't have their careers you know, at risk for feeling extremely taken advantage yeah. of. Um, all right, cool. So jumping into questions for the week, if you have any questions for us, please feel free to send an email to us directly at questions at the dash optional.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can also drop them into our questions channel on our discord or send us a voice message on the, on our, on the anchor app, uh, by heading over to our anchor profile, um, which is the optional podcast. So, uh, Bo writes in, have you ever, had to force yourself to put down a game because it was affecting your personal life. I remember having to pay one. For, I remember having to pay for one month subscriptions at a time uh, to Ragnarok Online to wean myself off of playing it. Wow, I didn't know that about you. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I should have brought you those three months of Ragnarok. Um, I never really had that problem where it was like kind of affecting. I mean, maybe like my schoolwork. Yeah. Um, that was probably like it or like um maybe i guess yeah maybe work work i just wouldn't want to go to work yeah <laughs> but that yeah. was like in my early early days like my college days and stuff yeah it was like man i really just want to unwind and just like play left for dead all day oh man you know the like, good old days the good old days but i never really had a problem like to be honest where it was like really affecting me yeah yeah, I mean, I, I'm similar. Similarly, like I feel like I, for me, it, it becomes more of a like health thing where it's like, all right, I shouldn't be playing games right before bed, mm. and I'm starting to like now as an adult be like, all right, let like, be smarter about your choices, like, you know, um, spend some time before bed, like not looking at a screen, and like uh, especially with these this carpal tunnel shit that I've been dealing with, like take it easy like don't go super hard with this kind of shit even after i just finished buying fucking vr headset where i'm flailing around and shit but yeah like you know it's it's um never really had too much of a problem i i I, in general have a pretty good sense of like balance when to stop when to like you know uh pump the brakes a bit but um i mean occasionally sometimes i have to like stop myself from doing what i did this past friday um while i'm just making stupid purchasing impulse buys and uh, stopping myself short and being like, ah, you don't need that yet. And that's kind of what, like, the past few months have been of me stopping myself constantly until the, until the time where I was like, I think I'm good. I can finally do this. Um, so, yeah, thankfully, no no real uh, no real scares just yet. But Yeah. 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 I think it's, like, also, like, 
maybe like when I used to play a lot of like shooters, like hardcore stuff, like Call of Duty and stuff, like I would get like I would be angry. Oh yeah, dude. Like I would be like furious, angry, like after the fact. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, actually, and no, like that's a good point. Yeah, I remember my mom, like when I was living with my parents, my mom would be like, "Yo, what the fuck? <laughs> like, <laughs> you like yo, chill the fuck out." Like seriously, she would like. Like, yo, you're, like, different. Like, chill. Yeah. Like, that type of thing. But that would bring me back, though. It would be like, all right, yeah. I'm letting the game affect me. Yeah, I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah, actually, you, you remind me of something now that I'm thinking about it. Or I remember back when I was playing on, on PS4, especially uh, Overwatch. I was playing competitively. Mm. And I was, like, so concerned about my rank. And, like, if I lost, it was, like, I would, like, that's the first time. Overwatch is the first time I've, I've ever, like, thrown a controller. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed that, like, somebody quit and then, like, you know, we got rolled over and that affected my score or whatever. Yeah. This was, like, a long time ago, so I'm, right. sure, I'm sure things have changed by then. But, like, yeah, I remember, like, I th- Overwatch was the first time I took a step back and looked at And, like, and since then, I've never really played a competitive... I've never gotten into a competitive game like that. Like, even when Apex opened up their thing to, like, you know, a competitive mode. Still not. I was like, nah, man. Like, I'm playing these games just, just to chill. Because I used to be super competitive about that shit. I used, to, I used to be like, I wanted to be the best. I wanted to be like... Um, I remember my Halo rank was a big deal. Yeah, like, that shit used to really matter to me. And, I, and I, you know, like, in in some ways, sometimes I'll still, I'll still get competitive. I can still, like, have those moments. But I've learned, especially playing with Overwatch, like, I don't need that competition. I, I enjoy the sport, but I don't need the competition. Um, and... Uh, it can be fun to to get competitive, but like I, I it's remember. It's gotta be healthy though. Yeah, I remember like it's just a game, and yeah. like even when people shit talk me, I'm like I laugh it off because I'm like, well, it don't fucking matter because <laughs> my life is awesome otherwise. Yeah, so word. I don't I don't need this. Um, that's a good ass question. That is a good question. Um, all right, cool. So jumping into some dark shit. Yeah, we're jumping into feeling it. Feeling is where we take one thing that we absolutely love from the past week that we've stumbled across that we think is worth sharing. Yeah, so I've been watching this uh, show um, on Amazon Prime called The Boys. Yeah, I've heard of it. Uh, it's been kind of everywhere. Like, yeah. there's been a lot of promotion for it. But basically, uh, it's a show about um, if superheroes were in the real world. Like, uh, imagine like New York had all these superheroes like the justice league Mm. right but in a very realistic way like so there's a lot of collateral damage and they're not great people they're Mm. just people like us but they are egos that led they're gods basically yeah so but they are also controlled by these corporations so imagine if batman starred in his own batman movie like batman was real but he was in a Nolan Batman movie. <laughs> so crazy. like, this is like all these corporations control these people. So it's all about money. It's all about your ratings. It's all about Shit. how the superheroes like affect like, um, so they, they're like, Oh, we got to team up for you. You got to go down to uh, midtown and stop this bank robbery with this other superhero. Oh, wow. And you do the, and then like that, that'll build their rating and that gives them money. So they can like live luxuriously, you know, luxuriously on top of having these powers, these godlike powers. So there's like an Aquaman character. There's the Superman character. He's like the the head honcho. There's a Wonder Woman character. There's like this like um, uh, this invisible dude. And there's a speedster. And like right off the bat, this shit is gory. Oh, yeah. And realistic. And like it's just like. It shows you right in the in the in the trailer, but like the speedster runs through a person. Oh shoot! By accident. Oh. <laughs> I always wonder about and that. And they kind just of shit. explode, and it's just like gore. It's like what the fuck? Whoa! 
Um, but it just shows like the the boys is actually about like people who are affected by them and like they don't like them basically and it's just like how do we bring them down but it, it's really cool and also they the the um superheroes can get traded to other cities like oh shit it's like yo your ratings are down we're gonna trade you to, like cleveland sorry wow. yeah so it's like it's now cleveland has a superhero and Holy it's like shit. so it's like always battling so like these speedsters will be like like this one speedster the, the main guy he's like the fastest man in the world but there's another guy coming up behind him who's like really fast as well so he has, he has to like race him around the track and like, oh wow it's pretty cool like it's just a cool concept and it's just like really good and pretty well acted and uh i, I just like the the vibe of the show and it, it's really good it's like eight episodes and uh it, it gets into some really fun hijinks and like yeah, yeah. it's fucked up some of the stuff is just really fucked up but also it's like oh man they going into some really dark shit yeah i remember hearing about the comic it's, it's based off of a comic i believe so yeah. Yeah, yeah i think they said that in the beginning but i never i never read it i've heard so many mixed things but i, I want to check it out yeah no, you should definitely yeah, check yeah. it out if you have prime i mean just check out the first two episodes i would give it you know right, give right. it two episodes and i, I liked it a lot actually nice. um, i can't wait till they do like a second season or whatever they could word, word. that's awesome yeah Hopefully i'm gonna check that on. out the boys the boys um I've been watching. I also marathoned uh, a show in like a week, basically a, a, a season and the the four seasons that it's currently on. I see five because I miss Sundays, but it's a show on HBO called Secession. Um, it follows like a really wealthy family that lives in New York City. Gotcha. Yeah, it's. Uh, I've seen That's ads what for one it. of the Culkins, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, the gotcha. the little brother yeah. who's amazing in this in this show. Like, you hate him so much. <laughs> um, and I remember watching, like, uh, seeing ads for it all over the city when, like, the first season was out. And I remember thinking, like, I don't want to watch a show about, like, rich people and, like, how awful they are. But it is equal parts, like, biting commentary and, um, like, drama. Like, like, l- like, legit drama. But it's also hysterical. Like, it, it's poking fun at that more than anything. Right. And, um, but it still, like, weaves in a really intricate, like, power or struggle for power. And, um... It's like Shakespearean level, like Game of Thrones level. It's like it's as if Game of Thrones were to exist now in in, in modern room. day, yeah, <laughs> in a boardroom, yeah, between a family struggling for like you know literally like secession, and um, it is brilliant on so many levels, especially if you're into that kind of like, you know, why capitalism is so awful and like the impact that like I mean we just had one of the the Koch brothers passed away not yeah. so long ago. And like, if you're into that sort of like looking into why, you know, someone like Rupert Murdoch is so powerful and like those, those families, like the, the decisions that they make, are like how they impact the world, you know, like how they impact elections, how they impact, um, you know, pharmaceutical, like medical, Just every day, every life. day literally life. you can't touch anything without touching something that the Koch brothers are going to get paid for. Right, right, right. 100%. Like, legit. Or like, you can't watch anything that, you know, someone high up is going to get paid for. Yeah, it's, it's incredible. And the way they like sort of synthesize it and give you examples of like, um, you know, like there's like a, there's an ongoing like media acquisition in that show of like, uh, this digital media company. And it's a, it's a very like, you know, it could be anybody, it could be like vice or it could be like, uh, because like everything's made up in the show. So like things, it's not like one-to-one right? and they'll make, you know, references to things that actually exist. But like, for the most part, it's like, that's the, like they own the equivalent to like Fox news. It's called like ATN. And then like, um, you know, the company that, that they're taking over that's, like, the Vice GMG equivalent is, like, Valter. And it's, like, all these things. And, you and, and like, it's weird, too, because, like, you know, I've been in situations now, ha- having worked in digital media, where I can see, like, the parallels mm. to it. And, like, you know, y- 
you always wonder like what is it about these suits these like these rich people that like they fail to to empathize and be like you know understand that there's their decisions to make like layoffs or whatever are going to really impact the lives of like everyday people but but watching the show you can see you can get a sense at least for like why they make these horrible decisions and like you know in in some ways you're like it's weird you're sort of empathizing with them to a degree but then you're also like yeah they're horrible fucking human beings and this is why but it's also again like i said like uh it's mocking them in so many different ways and uh it's really really good i highly recommend it like it's it's so far it's in it's i think it's halfway through its second season uh it's on hbo go it, it's also it got such an incredible cast like everybody in that cast is incredible um and i, I just like i want more people to watch it so i can talk to them about it but like man it's so freaking good uh so, i definitely yeah. want to yeah i've seen it and it's like definitely been on my radar because yeah. I, I like that uh Macaulay Culkin's brother. Kid yeah, guy. he's so good in the show. He's like he's the good. He's the better Culkin. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Ever since the young days, and he was like sipping on coke, coke. whatever he was. <laughs> Fuller Pepsi always or... pees the bed. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, cool. So, uh, before we wrap up the show, how can the people find you online? Uh, I'm moving. I'm done. All right. I'm going to the, the mountains. Nice. It's where I live now. So catch me in the mountains. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks for tuning uh, in to the last episode <laughs> of the optional. At uh, Cappy Can't Lose, C A P I C A N T L O S E on Twitter and uh, Instagram too. Nice. I, sometimes I tweet. Sometimes I Insta story. Most That's of the time, actually. That's what yeah. I mainly interact with. What about you, man? Um, I'm Polly Mayo, P O L I M as in Mario, A Y O. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can yeah follow me on both. I, I definitely tweet more than I Instagram. Although I have been getting a little more active on Instagram. You've been dabbing, yeah. dabbling, dibbing. Been dabbling and dibbling. Um yeah, what are you doing uh, for Kotaku these days? Um, I mean more viewpoints. Ch- definitely check out viewpoints, yes. please. Check out viewpoints. I work really hard on that show, and it uh it doesn't get a lot of love. It's a le- definitely like a, a passion project. Is it like, how do you get stuff to like that to like pop? I don't know. I'm yeah, <laughs> still trying to figure it all out. out. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a mixture of like finding the right topic that's YouTube still relevant. YouTube is really hard. It's fickle, man. Yeah, it's fickle. I mean, I'm, I'm still proud of every episode I oh, do. Oh, absolutely. It's good. It's a good show. Thanks, man. Thank you. And this, actually, this past week, I had uh, Michael Fahey on who hasn't been on video for a while now. Um, and uh, he was nice enough to, to be on the show this week. We talked about telling lies and live action video games. And um, yeah, man, just that kind of stuff. I mean, I stream here and there. I'll probably be streaming twice this week because... Um, uh, I'm going to be doing double duty because we're going to have someone out of the office so I'll be you know probably playing something let me know what you want to see me play I'm also thinking about doing more like streaming on my own like I've been wanting to play more Tetris and stuff so uh, let me know if you've been down to see that yeah. I have a Twitch channel that I, had, I need to show some love you know brush the dust off and maybe I'll play some like Control or something but um, yeah other than that you can find us on Twitter at the optional NYC yes. um, our show also is pretty much available everywhere on itunes stitcher anchor spotify if you'd like the show take a minute to rate and review the show on itunes so that really really oh helps, my God, us that helps so much super super helpful um if you want to show your support even more you can head over to our anchor profile at anchor.fm slash the optional podcast mm-hmm. you can give us as low as a dollar a month you can also money, yeah please give us some money it really does go a long way our homepage is theoptionalpodcast.com that's where you can find the show share with your friends uh, our show's music is by the one and only Levi Pack. Shout out to Levi, man. Yeah, word. You can find them on Twitter at underscore L-E-V-I-P-A-C-K. So until next time, everyone. Peace. Peace.